Whether you keep them in your home or love to see them in theirs, these are the creatures that bring us all together. Reptiles. Reptiles. We're going to be delving into the experiences of reptile lovers from around the block and around the world. This is the Reptile Talk Podcast. What's going on, everybody? There this it is. is Jeremy Turgeon from Brassman Reptiles. And I'm Robin. I'm creeping it real. And if you're watching this on the YouTubes, on the tubes of you, on the tubes of you, then you see that we're joined with a special guest. Very special guest. A very special guest who's been uh, tortured by us and nerd for many days. Put to slave labor. Yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're stoked because Lucas Masso, aka Cobra Super Keeper Junior, is, is in the, the house. house. So pumped, man! How's it going? Doing good. Doing good. Right into the mic. Right, in, right in there. I am doing good today. Boom! Hey. I'm I'm super pumped I'm to have you. A lot today, but I'm doing good. That dude, you never know the value of a hard day's work. Yeah. Off your cell phone. <laughs> I wasn't on my cell phone a lot today. Okay. Hey, hey. So, it's important. It's uh, very important. It's tough, man. Sometimes, uh, sometimes I get drawn into conversations. I get, dude. I wake up every morning. I got like twenty-five messages, and I'm like, I guess it's time to start the day. <laughs> so, Lucas, you uh, are in a family of of reptile keepers, and you've just hatched out your first clutch of snakes. Is that right? Um, basically, yeah. 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 So a lot of if you're listening right now, he hatched out basically the easiest snakes to breed on the planet. Yeah. And uh, I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. So <laughs> Lu, why don't you tell us a little bit, like tell the people a little bit more about what you hatched out and, and the process that went into what, what you just hatched out. Because I think it's really, spe- I think it's oh. special, especially, wait, how old are you? How old are you? 16. You're 16 years old right now. Okay. Now describe to the people what you just, what you just did. Um, I hatched out green tree pythons. Green tree pythons, yeah. And that is freaking difficult. It is chal- That is a challenging species to reproduce in captivity. Yep, it is. So you've been working with green trees, and that's kind of your specialty is is arboreals and uh, green trees and emeralds and stuff like that, right? Yeah. So I got my first emerald 2018. Boom. Um, and it just kept on going. Hell yeah, hell yeah. So what do you like more? You like emeralds better or green trees better? Emeralds. All day, all day, all day. Take that green tree, people. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just kidding. I, I like green tree. All I'm people. saying is, what did he breed first? Ah. Uh, <laughs> ah. Uh, you're, right, you're right about that. You're right about that. <laughs> so, 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 like Rob said, you, you you've kind of come from a, a family of reptile keepers. So, what was it kind of like growing up? in the industry <laughs> you know like we've we've seen pictures of you at like what three or four years old with like ball pythons like like cut but like fresh cut eggs yeah you know so like what's what was that kind of like um it's very fun to be honest i wasn't really into it at the time i started getting into it in 2018 like by myself but i would just help my dad a lot because he was heavily into the ball pythons mm. So growing up was very fun, bunch of cool animals. All the kids in my school knew me as the the snake kid. <laughs> it was just it was pretty awesome. Heck yeah! Was there 
Uh, was there a species that you enjoyed working with more, or was it basically like all ball pythons that you were? You were. It was all ball pythons. With? Yeah, I had, I believe I had a pair of Nelsons, but mm. that was mainly like my dad taking care of them. Mm. I would just help out my dad with the ball pythons a lot. And that's when he realized that he liked Sinaloans better. The best. Yeah. The best, the if you will. Best. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're just we're just joking with them a little Lucas bit. Lucas has learned what it's like to be harassed by older brothers. No oh boy. <laughs> While he's been up here. We're every putting him through day. the ringer, but hey, I every single day. We've we, I'm just gonna say uh the things that you can learn through through working at a facility like this. Oh, even I thought just, you were gonna say through harassment of, from others. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's gonna make you a better handler, is all I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, uh, dodging Dan punches is a great way to be yeah. a great ball python breeder. Uh, well, I'm just I'm not saying about breeding things, but holding things. Uh, he held a big melanota. Uh, was that yesterday? And I saw today you're holding Crowley, the big albino melanota. Oh, so awesome! It's crazy. It's crazy, right, dude? Yeah. What's your favorite part about him? Because like his eyes, like it's a pretty snake. He's all white. He's got the yellow triangles. Crowley's an albino, a teenage albino, uh, mangrove snake, Boiga melanota. Uh, that we got at Nerd, and there's a lot of cool things about him. Like when you hold him up to the light, you can literally see his heart pumping in the middle of his body. I was, uh, holding him, talking to Jake, mm-hmm. and I see blue lines. I'm like, "What the oh hell my is that?" God, this is fucking veins. Mm-hmm. I'm like, "Dude, <laughs> you can see him just pumping right through." And if you hold him up to, like to the light, you can see his heart pumping. It's crazy. Yeah. That was like the first thing we all did when we first got it. Kevin was like, hold up to the light and look. And yep. we we're like, what? Oh, my God. <laughs> and then his eyes, dude, they're like these pink marbles. Like, I don't even know how to describe it. It's like yeah. this like really light, not even light. It's like a rich pink color. Yeah. Very interesting. I love that snake. He's so cool. Absolutely. Absolutely. Sorry. I'm like, I'm looking at the YouTube video. Looking at how horrible this this is. Ah, you're fine. Side, and I now I have to. That's right. I have to be a Rob. Project and and talk loudly into the microphone. Yeah, so you guys can hear me. There we go. We'll <laughs> see how the audio comes out on this. <laughs> I'm glad I boosted in post. Hey. <laughs> oh man. So going back to your green trees a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was the most challenging part? of the breeding process for you patience ah uh, yeah i can feel that yeah i haven't really told anyone this but i actually paired them up in like april of mm-hmm. 2020 mm-hmm. and i was just very impatient and like four days after i was like dude i'm done you like that's it they didn't, <laughs> i don't got eggs yet yeah, that's it i don't care anymore he's like four days and no babies dude, what is this <laughs> Oh man, yeah. The breeding reptiles in general is is a massive test of patience. But oh, when you get to something like green trees and emerald oh, tree melons, stuff like that, just the wait for them to mature alone mm-hmm. is a wait. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I can totally, I totally understand that. I mean, even this myself this year, I was like continuously getting anxious as mm-hmm. I see ovulations. I'm like, okay. Time for this countdown to begin. <laughs> I I'll, I'll say this year I was uh, more patient than I was last year. Last year I was very anxious, just like sitting, waiting. Okay, when are you gonna lay eggs? When are you gonna lay eggs? When are you? 
And then this year, I was like basing everything off of last year. And my females went like really long last year between their pre lay shed and when they actually laid their eggs. So I was like, oh, I still got like another two weeks. And then one of my females laid eggs three days ago. And I was like, whoa, you that's like half the amount of time as last year. Cause last year, I think my female <laughs> went like 42 days or something between when she had her shed and when she laid her eggs. And this year it was like 20 something days. And I was like, Holy crap. Wait, you mean it wasn't exactly 30 days? It was not exactly 30 days. Believe it or not. Believe it or not. No, that means that they probably reabsorbed, right? <laughs> it's gotta be. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm just saying it's uh, nice. It's nice to know how things work. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and then I got another female who like I wasn't sure if she was gonna go. Um I didn't see an ovulation from her, but she started yeah, acting. <laughs> and then she uh after she just had her shed, she just started coiling tight like she's got eggs. And I'm like, okay, and then I'm feeling her, I'm like, okay, you got eggs, so we'll see. And this is a repeat pairing. So the pairing the eggs that I just got were from one of the girls who went last year, bred to a different male, and then the girl who's yet to lay her eggs is marble to marble and that pairing is the one i did last year and we got some awesome babies out of that so i'm hoping that we'll get more good eggs this year because uh it was her first year reproducing last year she had 16 eggs three went bad mm-hmm. and it was a split clutch between me and dan Megano. so if you check out dan Megano reptiles on youtube you can see some of his babies that he's got back from that because i think he kept everything from that clutch i think so yeah and that um, was a really it was a fucking clutch. awesome clutch. And I, I, I kept back pretty much everything from that clutch. I let go two animals. One of them went to Jason Chapman up in Maine. Um, basically, the, some of those animals came through him. T- so I and I always hook him up. So me and him go back and forth. So I sent him one of my babies. that was going to be a holdback. It's got like a reverse stripe. And then I sold one baby that I'm kind of regretting selling. It had like a full stripe um almost a full stripe and it was like this crazy nice marble and uh, i put it up for like a whole whole back price like i don't really want to sell it and someone hit me up an hour after i posted well like i'll take it and they bought it and so uh peter has got that one and i'm like oof man that thing's so nice i'm kind of bummed i sold it but i'm glad they went to him in a couple years time like hey you still got you still got that he's got some really nice things so he's gonna make cool stuff with it but that's cool i'm like hey hey yeah hey hey, remember me i was talking about last year i I didn't really want to hold anything back but lucas what is your are you gonna plan on selling all your baby entry pythons are you gonna you're gonna hold some back holding them for a year yep i have four holdbacks already you already picked out four that you're like okay no matter what these ones are staying and then the rest you're just gonna take it as you yeah so i have two that are like actual holdbacks Mm -hmm. and then i have two that have like these sort of kink deformities on them Mm -hmm. they were born out the egg like that so Mm -hmm. i'm gonna keep them Hopefully they do well. Hopefully some as like a pet to like a good friend of mine or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But as of now, four holdbacks. Mmm. Mmm. That's um out of ten. That's that's a very it's better than uh, what I did. I was I, gonna I, say, I'm trying to think how to word that. Like you're I, doing better uh, than Rob. Yeah. He, <laughs> Rob I Rob was... tells me for the entire breeding season last year, I'm only gonna hold back like maybe one or two from each clutch. And and you know we'll, you know we'll kind of take it from there. And I, as soon as you say that, for like we'll take it from there. Uh, you are opening yourself up to the bullshit. Yeah. And uh, how many babies you still have from last year, Rob? I kept most of them. <laughs> I, uh, I, I sold way less than I kept. He I, sold the number he wanted to originally hold. That's back. pretty much what I did. Yeah. I sold like. <laughs> 
I think three babies from the garble clutch and then like five babies from the uh, skunk, the spooky clutch. Mm-hmm. And then I didn't sell anything for the marble clutch beside that one holdback one. So I literally sold, I, I only got rid of 10 snakes or something. <laughs> like, I don't know. I, uh, out of out, 50, say, out of how many? Out yeah. of 50 that I produced. Yeah. And then, and then the carpet pythons, too. I forgot about that. I held back four carpet pythons out of the clutch that I produced, too. But I don't think any of my carpets are going to go this year. I was not focused on breeding them at all. I literally was just like, I really just want to focus on a couple of these Borneos, and I really wanted to try to do scrubs. And so, eh, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. So, if ever you're feeling bad about how many animals you you're holding back, just remember Rob. Ah. <laughs> ah. <laughs> Oh man, I, I I'm gonna highlight that because that's real. A professional collector. Yeah, hey, I mean, oh. I mean, oh. I mean, <laughs> I can always let him go down the road if I need to. Yeah, but see, she but see that like if I need to, yeah. there's there's like six E's. Yeah, if in I there. need like, yeah. to. <laughs> I need to. <laughs> Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, no. Yeah, you know, if you need to. I'm pretty excited. I get it. So, I get it. So, yeah. uh, so Lucas, so you bred green trees. So the green trees were the only thing you bred this past season. Yep. Uh, are you planning on breeding anything this coming season? Are you going to try the green trees again, or what are you, what are you thinking? Um, I'm going to let the female go f- off for a year. Mm-hmm. I'll breed her again, t- like 2023. Okay. Um, hopefully mm. if I can get my hog noses up to size, I'll have them ready for next year. Pair of ball pythons this year, if I can get them up to size. Great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's, that should be it. Should All be right. It. Cool. Cool. I dig it. I like the, the diversity aspect. So I always tell Lucas, cause he's got a pretty diverse collection. If, if you don't, if you don't already follow him, you should follow him on Instagram, on Instagram at Cobra Keeper Jr. Uh, but he's got a pretty diverse collection between the green trees and the emeralds. He's got hog noses, a bunch of different colubrid species, some ball pythons because everybody has ball pythons for the most part. Four of them, especially for for now, just four. Yeah. I think you said something about getting more. So <sighs> you're like, I need to trade out the emeralds for ball pythons. <laughs> 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 He's like, I'd never hit a woman He's before, like, but Rob, like, you're crossing so, a line right now. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, Rob, I like you, but I've got some pent up anger. <laughs> I can't hit Dan because Dan hits harder back, but, uh, but it looks like he could take it. <laughs> so, Lucas, I, I wanted to ask you this because I am not a young person anymore. Um, stop. Okay. Uh, here's the deal. I am not, <laughs> I am not where I was 10 years ago. I'll say that. Well, fuck me either. At 22 years old. Yeah. Okay. So I was 18. Yeah. <laughs> so how do you think, what direction do you think that the hobby is headed in right now with the people who are coming up right now, the next gen? Because I got my opinions about how I think it's going right now, but I don't. I'm not plugged in as much as a lot of other people are when it comes to like the younger, the younger people who are coming into it. Like when I see people who are 
under the age of 18 online, unless they're doing something really crazy that like immediately grabs my interest. I usually don't follow it. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm just like, I want to see where they go. Cause there's a lot of people who get in and then get out or, you know, keep snakes for a year. And then oh, I just want to have one. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. But, um, as far as like seeing people like you who are like, I see you're doing all these big things. You've had this background into it. And it's like, you're going to be around for a minute. You're going to be, you're going to be doing things. So ball pythons. No. (laughs) But what do you, what what direction do you think? What do you see a lot of these younger people uh, going? What direction do you see them going? And what what do you think that uh, it looks like in your opinion? Industry wise, I, mm, I'll probably say most of the people are going to be like pet keeping people. Mm -hmm. I don't, I haven't really seen a lot of people like, talk to me about the aspects of breeding mm-hmm. like uh cory is a good one up and coming ball python breeder fucking doing amazing but there's just there's a lot of people that want just want to keep them for fun mm-hmm. i mean a bunch of stuff is going up in popularity right now it is wild wild pricing on things are going silly right now True. and um i honestly i'm i'm not when I was younger, like, you know, when I talk to my friends and stuff, we're always like, oh, we're going to breed a bunch of stuff. We're going to make a bunch of stuff. We're going to put this together and breed that thing. And and I feel like a lot of people now, are, like you're mentioning, are, are kind of pushing more towards that. I just want to have, like, a couple cool pet reptiles. I just like them. I want to, like, observe them and, and do all this sort of stuff. And I think that's I think that's good for the hobby in general. Like, there's a lot of people who are like, oh, no, we need more people who want to breed ball pythons or breed, you know, corn snakes or do projects. Yeah, I know. But there's a lot of people who are like, I just want to do it. And then, you know, it might not end up being for them. Yeah. But when when we look at the way that more people now are just getting into it to kind of just enjoy the animals themselves, I think I, I appreciate that a lot because it just grows the industry. Yeah, I think that that really does grow the industry and it allows um, the people who do have a push for it. Like if we want to, you know, people like us who like want to produce some things, it's not oversaturating the market. It's not, you know, at certain point you reach this, um, this saturation point where, you know, people are breeding ball pythons. They're like, I can't even sell my ball pythons because there's so many people who've got ball pythons. But as we're, sh- that's because the last 10, 15 years, everyone who's been sold a ball python has been here. You need to breed this thing. Yeah, and yeah. there's hardly any people who have been like, well, I just want like a pretty looking pet snake. And I think that that's the, the main direction we should be pushing in is like as a whole is to push people, you know, you don't have to breed it. Like you can just have a cool pet snake that you like. And, and then the people who want to breed it, who like actually are willing to put in that time and dedication and energy and money into it then you're able to share this thing with the world that, you know, not everyone else is trying to do. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. And I I think that's, which we've talked about before, but that's like one of the nicer parts as social media expands and, you know, anybody who's got a phone can take a video of themselves or of their hands, uh, looking at stuff. But, uh, there's a lot more people now who are like, especially as bioactive enclosures mm-hmm. get more popular. They're like, yeah, look at my awesome animal in the little slice of the jungle. Habitat. That I've got in my home. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I, I think that's, that's quite wonderful. Um, and yeah, I, I think we, we're starting to see that resurgence just back into keeping, mm-hmm. you know, so I totally get with that. Yeah, and and the other thing is, there's people are starting to branch out more. Um, mm-hmm. There's a lot of people who 
you know, they're keeping stuff that I'm like, Oh, I'm glad that you like that because it means that I don't, I don't have to breed it. It means that, you know, there's somebody who's going to make sure that this species is still in the hobby as someone that's invested in it. Um, because I look at some things like, um, trying to think of some of this good example like maybe the prehensile tailed skinks mm-hmm. well, they used to be super common and they basically dis- disappeared and now the, i see there's like some groups of people who are just like i Medicaid. love these yeah. things and i will make sure that they are they're around and that you know if at the very least i'm keeping them and i'm enjoying them and i can share them with people i think that's huge what i really what i really want to see and like i don't know if this is something that could realistically happen in the united states because it's just the way that our society is but i would love to see reptile shows as opposed to reptile expos like they do in indonesia where they have like a best in show where they grade the animals on like Like their body weight yeah exactly like akc like a cat or a dog show where people can bring in uh you know you know don't let everyone hold everything but you know people can come and see like really nice all the people who keep green trees in the area bring in their nicest green tree pythons and just put them on display for a day where people can take a look at them and see them and then you know you got best in show and you can have graded lines and all this different stuff i would love to see something like that where it's not just based on i need to make a sale i need to sell this so i can blah, 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 buy this and do that and people uh, proud to have the animal yeah just just to appreciate it and then it gives the opportunity for people who are um, newer to maybe see something they haven't seen before or see something unique, like people bringing in their high end panther chameleons or, you know, their crazy leeches or, you know, whatever it is, you know, have sections, a gecko section, large constrictors, a ball pythons, Mm. a chameleon, bearded dragon, that sort of thing. I would love to see, I would personally plan a trip around going to a show like that just to see the things that people bring. I think that would be really cool. You better take me. Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. <laughs> hell, yeah. Take, take me. I saw Bob Wu was posting something that he was like, we should have a reptile conference, like kind of like a carpet fest, where we, we all just go someplace and all hang out with a bunch of reptile people. And he's like, we should do it in Jamaica. And I was like, I don't know if I'm going to go to Jamaica. <laughs> yeah, yeah not, not necessarily the best place for gay guys but, yeah you know, yeah kind of like murder us, but you know <laughs> yeah. you, hey man you, you want to host it in florida you want to do it in tampa yeah, let's do it yeah can we can we miami go miami let's do it yeah a little somewhere nicer than my people <laughs> <laughs> do miami zoo everybody hangs out at the zoo for the day looks at all the exhibits and stuff and then maybe cool. do some uh some everglades field herping at night man i think that that would be mint imagine like 70 reptile people all together doing that just hitting up the zoo that zoo is huge so it, it wouldn't is, even it be is. overwhelmed I was, i'm thinking in my brain i'm like that would be obnoxious once we left the zoo because yeah. everybody would be yeah. able to do their own shit yep at mm. the zoo and then whatever and then you meet and then if at that point that yeah really crazy not everybody can go on the field herping that would be like 50 cars like <laughs> Dude, you imagine road cruising is, is more like 40 uh, people 40 yeah. cars all it's in like line the, uh, the the uh the covid graduation parties where it's just like <laughs> you just just driving drive down stare and then you keep it going that's road cruising. the first person the who finds it back. yeah first person who finds it has to hold it up off the ground yeah. everybody else drives <laughs> by <laughs> and then the next person in line gets to be the next person to find something yeah 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 Hey man, I'm just saying. I wish I was like this much more tied into Florida reptile keepers because I would be like, let's fucking do this. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I think that'd be hilarious. That'd be so fun. Yeah. Hmm. Lucas, have you done any any field herping? 
Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, let's yeah. let's talk about it because I love field okay, herping. So... Wait, yeah, field herping. I know we need to talk about more about field herping, but we need to talk about field herping afterwards. Yes. Talk to Mike and okay, okay. Yeah, do All some right, field so... herping. In Georgia, mm-hmm. few uh, few copperheads. I love copperheads. I have a black rat living underneath my house. Yeah. Um, few Eastern Kings too. I'm really surprised. Yeah. I would be so geeked if I saw a wild king snake. I'd be like, no, I'm right there. He's <laughs> um, bugging out. And then out of like six or seven years I've been in Georgia, not a single corn snake. Really? Not a single corn snake. And that's why you can't keep them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, sounds to me like they're not native anymore. Uh, <laughs> um, Florida as well, dude. The Everglades. I went with my dad and my sister for my spring break. Mm-hmm. Like 12 cottonmouths. Wow. My lifer scarlet snake. Ooh. I believe my lifer scarlet king too. Mm. And then like a bunch of alligators. Hell Super yeah. Long. Hell yeah. Yes. <clears throat> I, I feel like if I go to Florida, my big things that I, I really, really, really want to see Eastern Diamondbacks. Yes. Oof. I really want to see coral snakes. I'm really jealous because Ryan Martinez, we keep Ryan, he found a coral snake the other day and I was like, I saw it. Oh, I yes. saw it. I'm so excited. Yes. I was, Dude, that, that was probably like the coolest part when I went field herping out, out that way. It was like finding that Eastern Diamondback. Mm. I was like, yeah, yeah. Like, it's such a big rattlesnake. It's, it's a so amazing. And also, like Love coming from a place up here, where like finding a timber is like so one rare. of the rarest things out here. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yes. Like they're so endangered, it's not even funny. Yeah. Um. So to just find any crotalid mm-hmm. in general, after like spending your entire life of being like, you one might, day I'll see one. Yeah, you might see a sliver of the tail, and then it's gone, and you're not allowed to fuck with it. Yeah, <laughs> you you know? don't even look at it too close. Yeah, mm. exactly, exactly. Because if anything happens, it's your ass. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. Oh, man. Yeah, legit. Is there anything that's like your favorite thing to find out where you're at, Lucas? Copperheads. Mm. I mm. actually, me and my dad actually found. Well, no, we actually rescued a timber mm-hmm. that we had for a couple of days, and then we released back into the wild. That was very fun. Mm, I love timber. What what color was it? Was it like a lighter phase one, or was it a little bit darker? It was like it had the orange and it had the stripe. Mm, okay. Yeah, I do like the all black ones though. Mm. Those are my favorite. Yeah. So for those for those of you who are listening who might not know, in the state of Georgia, it's uh, illegal to keep <clears throat> sorry i have to project i'm sorry it is <clears throat> no uh it's illegal to keep uh exotic venomous exotic snakes. venomous so you can keep native venomous and but you cannot keep native non-venomous which yep. is why we're joking about the corn snake thing oh. um, while georgia you cannot own pet corn snakes yep sorry but i but you to... can have copperheads and yeah, cotton exactly. Mouth. exactly so i wanted to like throw that out there in case anyone was like i don't understand how this kid can like go catch a copperhead and like have it at his house but he can't do that with a corn snake <laughs> georgia law guys it's hey. a great it's a great it's thing awesome. yeah it's, it's a awesome. great thing <laughs> too funny too funny yeah especially when you don't find any any of what they're like you can't keep that you're like i don't even see them mm-hmm. like hey look, shit. i would rather keep copyright than corn snakes so. true fair true right fair true fair mm-hmm. although i'm just saying my my 
super crazy pink corn snake. I think it looks cool. I like the yoga tees that I got. So yeah. with my very reduced pattern copperheads. Yeah, hey, I love those. Those mm-hmm. uh, do you, you should get some striped ones. That's all I'm saying. You want to talk to my mom about that? <laughs> Go ahead. She's she's right there in the comments. Go ahead. Hi. <laughs> You got you got to give him, you, you got to hit him with the babe. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! I I as soon as I can get venomous of my own, I'm definitely getting some striped copperheads. Absolutely, and transpacos and broadbands <laughs> and a copperhead room. Yeah, I just uh, <laughs> and blacktail rattlesnakes. I just I think yeah. they're cool. Thank and then, cool. and then everything's hold decks. Yep. And then <laughs> rhino vipers. Yeah. Okay. So, so we all know what Rob's venomous room will entail. Oh, it's gonna be just <laughs> these chunky, chubby little snakes. <laughs> and then outside of that room is gonna be the scrubs. They're gonna be ostracized. They're sorting everything by uh, body type. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. No body shaming. We're not just body shaming. Just, just, no uh, just organization. Yeah. Just organization. <laughs> So, Lucas, what if you could get one species that you don't have right now, what would it be? What, what's next on the, the docket? I want to say basins. Mm. But after looking at all your scrubs. I'm just, I'm just saying. We got to play with some more scrubs. A pair of Malukans would be nice. Uh, yeah, everybody, everybody. Nice. Yeah, me too. I want some Malukans too, okay? <laughs> but ba- basins will always be my dream snake. Hell yeah, yeah. And you know what? Yeah, if you are letting go of some baby green tree pythons, what you do is you just stack that baby green tree python money and then buy basins. <laughs> yep. yep, that's <clears throat> high risk, high reward. I mean, honestly, <laughs> the basins are easier to take care of than oh, yeah, a yeah. lot of the other of arboreal stuff. So it is true. They're they're really tolerant. They're <laughs> so easy going. It's, yeah, it's so easy going. Beautiful. So nice too. Yes. Yeah, except the one that bit me. But <laughs> that's fine. Hey, look, there's always it one was being in a accosted. Bunch. Yeah, there's always one in a bunch. Just like everybody at Nerd's cool, except Dan. Uh, <laughs> Dan is cool. <laughs> <laughs> that's too we've, funny. We've spent the last couple days working with Dan around the building exclusively. Yeah, pretty much. And. uh if you guys if you guys follow Nerd, you still have no clue who Dan is because Dan's never in any videos. He's I've posted very, on the Instagram once or twice. Yeah, he's very much like behind the scenes, but he's uh he's the absolute jokester. Yes. In the bit like the absolute and, and the story uh, guy. He got some crazy stories. He has got some stories. Crazy I'll tell you stories. what, boy. Yeah, that's pretty true. So we've had that experience for the last 48 hours. Oh, <laughs> more, more. More, that's true. Marimar. Hashtag King of the Clowns. Oh. King of the Clowns. Marimar, I'm sorry. <laughs> Lucas is coming back a different uh, child. Yeah, oof. <laughs> Spending an afternoon with Dan will age you like at least a year. That's true. He's an adult already. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I got hair on my chest now. I don't know. <laughs> Where it came from. Oh, no. Something to do with Dan. Oh, my gosh. King of Clowns. That's <laughs> right. King of Clowns. He put Rogaine. He was, he was just texting me pictures of clowns. That he just Good. Because he's like, I got, I'm hatching out a bunch of clowns. And I was like, I need one more clown girl. Like, a, either a girl clown or a combo clown. And he's mm-hmm. like, well, I hatched out a ton of clowns, so I'm going to have some. And I was like, 
said, okay, yeah. just set one aside. I'll start painting. Yep. Yeah, he does have a shit ton of clowns. <laughs> and he's like, you want like a 16? And I was like, no, 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 no. I want to be able to sell them. I want stuff that's yeah, under yeah, yeah. $500. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, this is this is actually this is a great comment. I have to highlight this. <laughs> Does Kev still start wigging out at the sound of Dan's key? Instantly. <laughs> and like you he feels it in the air before you hear it. It's like true. I don't even hear it. And Kevin's like, Ugh. and I'm like, oh Dan's oh, gotta I be coming up dead. here someplace. Yeah. yeah. I was in the office today mm-hmm. and I'm just chilling with Jake. We're talking and I hear his truck. I'm like, oh God. No, no, it's here it comes. Like, here it's happening. Comes. And then you, you hear you hear the stairs going, you hear the <laughs> Yeah. It's like, oh, no. Usually, if Kevin's in the room and that happens, he runs. Oh, he, he leaves like runs right away. away. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, he still freaks out about that. And if you're ever in the building, and yeah, if you're ever in the building and Kevin's like around and you want him to not be around, just jingle some keys really oh, loudly, yeah. and, and he yeah. runs away. Dude, my my, these are my backup set of keys, and they're kind of like. They're loud, kind of like dance keys. So when I put them on my waist and I'm walking around, it they jingle a lot. Yeah. And I've seen Kevin like look out of the room, like he's in room five. <laughs> sticks his head out of the room. He's like <laughs> looking around to see if Dan's there. And I grab my keys. I'm like, oh my bad, man, my bad. <laughs> That's me. It's just me. It's not Dan. <laughs> that's so great. I think we should all just get a keychain. Oh, that's. Whoo. Just saying. This is corner Kevin in a room full of ballpark. Python, just start uh, no, easy. you can do that. He knows jujitsu. He'll choke. <laughs> he'll choke you out with the ponytail. Yeah. Mm. Dude. Oh. Oh. <clears throat> okay. I have to tell this story only because it's great. When we were talking <laughs> about the field herping. Yes. <laughs> yesterday. Mm-hmm. With, so Kevin's like, "Let me check the weather." Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I know oh, what's going on, and his phone wouldn't load. So I grabbed his ponytail and wiggled it in front of the phone screen and, and it boom it unlocked it, it unlocked immediately yeah. Oh. yeah so i was like oh. the power of the ponytail it is the power been, of the ponytail revealed oh. <laughs> it's got some crazy oh powers it, some crazy powers. it does have some crazy powers that's oh sure. my goodness <laughs> oh man uh. okay <laughs> There's a lot of nerd stories we can talk about. Uh, over the we're, last here days, we're here talking to Lucas. So, well, some of these stories could involve Lucas. Yeah. <laughs> most of them. Most of them. <laughs> so I want I want to bring this up because uh, I, I saw your your mom brought it up in the comments a second ago, and and I think it's a, an interesting topic, especially since I think the three of us have had slightly different iterations of it, and that's uh, the impact. You know, we're we're all those crazy kids. You still are the crazy kid, but um, <laughs> we're all those crazy kids. Who are like, I want to have snakes or reptiles in the house, and because mm-hmm. I like them. And we've all had like the, I don't want to say the three extremes, but three slightly different iterations of supportive parents. Yes, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. So we're like, Rob's mom was already keeping tarantulas and stuff before he was born, but his dad was like, no nope. snakes in the house. You know, like my, my folks were cool with me keeping lizards and amphibians and everything. And then it took me years of never leaving them alone, (laughs) you know, before I could get a snake. And you're like four years old. Look at my ball. Look, I have some ball python. So, so what, what is that like? Cause I know that there's, there's quite a few people especially younger people who are like, I want to start keeping snakes or like, Mm -hmm. I like snakes and maybe I want to keep one. And 
parents are like, no, like absolutely not. Um, so what, what was that like not having to deal with that? You know, essentially being literally born into. Or was your dad like, I'm disappointed. I thought you would be into cooler things. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, like I said, my passion by myself didn't start like four years ago. Mm-hmm. And he actually bought the Emerald for me. Oh, damn. That's mint. So, That's where it's at. Yeah. And like I said, it was very fun having mm-hmm. two supportive parents that worked their ass off to make me have the ability to do what I love doing. Mm-hmm. And I have a few people that message me saying, oh, you're so lucky. How do you like, how do I get my parents to let me have the ability to like do my passion and fulfill my dreams? I'm like, it takes time. It does. Like, they probably see most of it as, like, evil. Mm-hmm. Like, snakes are bad and all that stuff. But a couple of YouTube videos, a couple of nerd videos, you know, that, sh- that should work out. Should work out. It definitely can. It definitely can. I mean, it, it takes a long time. Like, a lot of people don't see all the stuff that goes on behind the scenes. Like, you know, when they when people are like, oh, my God, you know, you, you just have this, like, amazing collection and all this stuff. And it's like, yeah, I've spent years and years getting together animals and working and it doesn't you know, happen overnight. It does not it happen overnight. Happen overnight. I've had stuff that I was like super pumped about that I raised up, and then all of a sudden it's, a, I, it's not the right sex. And then I've had animals <laughs> that I'm super pumped about, and then they just randomly die for no reason. And it's like not anything that you can predict that's going to happen. Like mm-hmm. you, uh, you know, there's so much that goes on behind the scenes that people don't put right out there. Like even even the people who are transparent who talk about, oh, I had an animal I was born with a kink or or this sort of thing, or that sort of thing. They don't talk about everything. Like, you, it's just not plausible to talk about every little thing that goes into it. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, even when I was first getting snakes, like, I I wasn't allowed to get snakes until I was 13, but I was interested in snakes when I was two, like, when I was two and a half and three years old. When when I was five and people would ask me, what do you want to be when you grow up? I used to tell them a herpetologist. And then they'd be like, why does this child know what herpes is? And my parents would be like, no, that's not. Nope, 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 nope. And then the five-year-old would be like, no, no, no. I I know that you think that it's something different, but I want to do things with reptiles. Like, I want to keep reptiles. And And they're uh, like, you should just learn what herpes is. Yeah, they should. (laughs) You should call it something else. You should not not say herpetology. Um, and, And, you know, from the time that I was five years old until the time that I was 13. I love snakes. I'll go out and catch snakes almost every day during the summertime. And I literally have got um, journals like in elementary school, they used to have you write journals just so you practice writing. And all of my journals were like during the beginning of the year, like uh, September, August time. Oh, I found a snake out in my yard today. I found a salamander. I found three salamanders. I fed my pet tarantula. And then as soon as it got to like October, I was like, I'm depressed. There's no snakes outside. (laughs) I'm sad. It's very cold. It's unpleasant. And then once like March, April started to come back around, I'm like, Oh, the salamanders are back out. And, and uh, you know, I was into all that stuff even when I was younger, but I wasn't allowed to keep snakes until I turned 13, until I started high school. So like people were like, Oh my God, you're keeping snakes for such a long time. And I was like, yeah, there was a lot of time where I wasn't even allowed to keep snakes. Yeah. So I don't take it for granted that like I, I am in this very like lucky position and you know, I've worked really hard to get to this spot, but a lot of people just think that it happens overnight and it really doesn't. It really, really doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. I've told, I've told people plenty of times, like it took me, 
six years of like pestering mm-hmm. my parents um, before I could finally get a snake. They were cool. lizards, amphibians, yeah, whatever. Yep, same thing. Cool, yeah, fine, no big deal whatsoever. But it came to the snake. It didn't didn't matter. But I was also the kid that aimed high. Cause that's what I do. So You're like, like, I want a king cobra. No, 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 no. It was like first, first pet snake. I wanted it to be a berm, and uh, I didn't know any better, Rob. I didn't I know, know any better. No one did but, back then. Yeah, I know. So I wanted it to be a berm, but I, I knew how big they got. Your parents. My parents did, did not. not. So I told them it only got to a certain size. Oh my god! And then my mom did her own research and was like, "Listen here, you little fucker." Uh. <laughs> Did I ever tell you about my the story of when I got my second snakes? Like, so I got my first snake, and then like eight months later, I convinced my dad to let me get another pair of snakes. Um, and I've been eyeballing these Solomon Island ground boas oh, yeah, at yeah, Regal yeah, Reptiles. Yeah, yeah. So my dad's afraid of snakes, but he was like, you know, I'd been saving up money and saving up money, and they were like pretty expensive. So, um, I had bought some viper boas from them. They weren't eating. So I brought, I, asked, I called the guys who run the shop and I was like, Hey, look, I've tried everything. I've tried, you know, birds, lizards, everything to get these things to eat. I've, I keep all my parameters really good. I've been saving up. I really want to trade them in. Cause I initially wanted the Solomon Island ground boas. I just couldn't afford them at the time. And so they're like, cool, that's fine. Bring in the viper boas. You can trade them towards the Solomon Island ground boas. And so I was, you know, I brought all this information to my dad. I was like, look, they're small. They're dwarf boa species. They only get three feet long, blah, 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 all this stuff. So he's like, you know what? You saved up your money. Let's do it. So we drive down to Rhode Island. That day was like a cold, rainy day. So I go inside. I bring the Viper Bows. I show them. I'm like, look, I've had them for, you know, two months. They're starting to lose a little bit of weight, but they're still healthy and everything. So they're looking at them. Okay, cool. Let's go to the back to grab the Solomon Island Grand Bow. So we go into their back room. They had this like big warehouse where they had all the snakes and stuff and monitors and alligators and all that sort of stuff. And so we go into the back room. And as we're going back there to grab these Solomon Island ground boas, one of the employees is just getting back from a birthday program, mm-hmm. and he had pulled out a big Burmese python, like probably a 14-foot Burmese python, like a legit solid 14-foot <laughs> Burmese python. And he's taking it from the bag or the bin that he had it in and putting it back into his enclosure. But this is like kind of back behind the scenes. So the employee goes in. The employee that was with me goes into the back room. I follow him into the back room. And I turn to my dad. I'm like, dad, don't come in here. You don't want to, you don't want to see this. Cause my dad's like afraid of snakes. And so my dad's like, what? And he sticks his head in the door and he's like, Oh hell no. no!" And he like runs back out to the front of the store. And so I grab the ground boas. Like we put them in a bag and I, I come back up to the front and I'm paying the guys, you know, the, the difference in the price and everything. And the guy goes to my dad and he goes, you know, it's only like six months before these ones are going to be that big. And I was like, shut up, shut up. You say that he's not going to let me take these. He's he, Oh, don't lie to him like that. That's not funny. I was so scared, man. Rob fought every one of those employees. I, that was, day. I was real tempted. I was real tempted. Cause I was like, dude, you want to make this sale or not? Yeah. Oh, Imagine they did get that big though. No, I don't want to imagine that. Have you been bit by one yet? No. It is unpleasant. They've got some teeth I on them. My pair. I love them. But... They've been my one of my favorite. They're probably one of my favorite boas mm-hmm. out there. I just love Solomon Island Grabos. Any of the Kendoe stuff is amazing. Mm. And that was my second and third snake because I bought a pair of them. And I had them for like seven or eight years. They the two that I got from Regal were adults when they got them. They had them at their store for five years before I got them. 
And I had them for another seven years after that. That's so crazy. they're probably like 30 fucking years old fellas. Yeah. Sheesh. Yeah. You can keep them alive. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man. Hey. That was, but that was my second snakes. I went from a ball python to Solomon Island ground boas. Aiming high. Ball python. I thought they were cool. I thought they were cool as hell, man. No, they definitely I was they enamored. Were. They absolutely they were. were cool. Dude, I remember when I was working at, at my local pet shop when I was a kid and like we got a Solomon Island ground boa in that somebody just like brought in. I was like, what is what? That? Why does its head look like a viper? Yeah, I was like, I really like this snake. You know what? The, you know what else is funny? When I got that, the kid who worked at the store was like, they're not venomous, but they look venomous. So you can like scare people. So you can like let it bite you and go, oh my God, a viper bit me. And people look at the head and they'll be like, oh my God, a viper bit him. And I was like, why would you do that? Why would you do that? This is like late 90s, early 2000s. So it's, I mean... This it was a different early, time. Yeah, it's a different time. It was a very Hold different early time. Early 2000. That still happens today. I know it does yeah, still happen but today, it, but that's... But back then, you didn't get the shit for it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How about a little kid at a reptile show saying that crystal geckos are venomous? No, no. In front of a bunch of parents. So when they see the little kid holding it, they're like... <laughs> and then you have the vendor going, look. It does Look, not. No, yeah, it's no. fine. It's fine. <laughs> Literally has gecko bite them anywhere and everywhere. It's I think like, it's, it's fine. I think it's funny when people do a tour and I the first room that they go into is like the big snake room. So we take out a reticulated python. And after I've had it out for five minutes, there's almost always someone who's like, so is this venomous? And I'm like, you think that I would let you just yeah. sit on the floor with a giant venomous snake? Yes. I don't know. I don't know. Yes. I don't know, man. Rob likes to play jokes. People are, uh, not like that. I do like jokes, but I don't like that one. If you haven't, if anyone is listening to this has not visited Nerd yet, um, in our bathroom that we've got upstairs, there on the the toilet lid cover, I put a tarantula sticker so that when new people come in there and they lift up the toilet seat, there's like a giant tarantula sitting on the toilet. I thought that was funny. Until I did a birthday party for like a bunch of six-year-olds and a little girl did not realize that it was a sticker and she came out oh. crying. <laughs> oh, She's like, there's a giant tarantula in the bathroom. And I was like, there is no tarantula in the bathroom. She's like, it's on the toilet. And I was like, oh, that's a sticker. My bad. Oh. <laughs> Rob is crushing it. I He's made, it real. I've made mistakes. He is creeping it real, guys, <laughs> for many years. Yeah. <laughs> I like practical jokes. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, all right, Lucas. So what would be, like, the next species that you, you've got to get your hands on for your collection? Besides basins. Mm -hmm. And Cinnalone milk snakes. Mm. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> um, besides basins and Cinnalones, <laughs> I, would, I would have to say scrubs, mm. white lips. Mm. That, that's, that's it, I think. Hell yeah. I'm All good right. on colubrids. Yeah. I'm good on berms and repicks. I am. I'm done with those. They're just a lot of work, man. You know, when you yeah. can accidentally pull your back trying to take your pet out, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> Maybe I don't need it. Four berms and two retics is enough. That's a lot. Yeah. Oh no, three retics. Think think of just the amount of caging that that needs. I can think about how many other species I can fit into that same amount of space, and I'm like, yeah, I don't need it. Exactly. Scrubs. Exactly. You know, a lot nicer scrubs. I'm just saying. True. You're not wrong. You know what's crazy? In Massachusetts, you cannot own reticulated pythons or super dwarf reticulated pythons, but 
or anacondas. You can't own yellow anacondas or green anacondas, no. but you can own scrubs without a permit and you can own berms without a permit. Why? <laughs> Why? Yeah, exactly. We've been asking that question for years. Yeah, it's basically because anacondas are giant. I saw the movie with J-Lo. And then uh, reticulated pythons are long. Oh my gosh, they're so scary. <laughs> Look at how long they are. I've never heard anybody say it that way. That's exactly. Reticulated pythons, they're long. Oh, it's oh, long. No. It's the world record longest snake. <laughs> That's their whole reasoning behind it. It is, dude. It, that is. There is no other rationale to it. No, I know. <clears throat> That's. They just will never come out. Oh, they won't that. admit that. I would love to hear Bobberini say that, though. Oh my god, <laughs> yes, him or Tom. See, Tom is gone though. He just retired, I know, so I know it would have been more valuable coming from him. Yes, but yeah, it is no, what you it is. Get Bobberini to say that. <laughs> They're it. long. <laughs> 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 Shout out to Mass Fish Wildlife. Hey. <laughs> uh, so, Lucas, do you have any plans to go um, traveling for the future? Or what's your next trip? Because you're you're up here for another week, right? Yeah, I leave Monday. Mm. Mm. So, and. I have August Daytona. Hell yeah! I'm gonna be wearing a monokini on the beach. A what? Nothing. Don't look it up. Okay. <clears throat> Oh, don't do it. Don't do it. Um, October but I blame Tinley. your mother. Yep, yep, yep. A banana hammock is a banana hammock. October Tinley, and then I believe my mom said twenty twenty three New Zealand. Damn, you trying to pet it to a tar? Is that what you're trying to tell me right now? Either that or that. Uh, the gecko. Oh, uh, Naltinus the... geckos. Yeah, Naltinus Naltinus yeah. gray eye. Mm, that's probably. <laughs> I love those geckos, man. They are so cool. I know somebody locally who has some. Locally, as in a couple hours from here. Oh yeah, it's it's money. Oh, it's money. (laughs) I do want to visit all the tropical places like Costa Rica, Suriname. Dude, I was talking to some people that said they want to do a Herper trip to to Costa Rica, like a like a. We book out the the resort and have all of us go to Costa Rica and. I could see us getting into some trouble doing that. <laughs> just no scally. Just, just the people that I know who would want to go. Yeah, just no scally. Mm. It'll be okay. Just no scally. Mm. <laughs> oh, Nelly. <laughs> I think it'd be great. Ah. What could go wrong? Mm. <laughs> what could go wrong oh, is go. like the famous wrong. last words. Going to Borneo. I am. I am here for it. Yeah. Here's the deal. I. I encourage everyone to go field herping, and I, I would like people to go to Borneo. I don't know if going to Borneo with me is the best idea. No, hey, do you listen? Uh, Jeremy doesn't listen to podcasts that much, but I've been listening to the Herpiculture podcast recently, and Snakes and Stogies and those guys. And they just got back from field herping, um, field herping Texas. And I think it was Justin who was like, man, I don't know if I'm cut out for field herping. <laughs> He's like, those guys went hard. And all that they did the whole time is field herping. He's like, I thought we were going to do some road cruising and like maybe look around a little bit. And it's like, now nah, Rob Stone is hardcore man and when he's out there he's like got every hour planned and that's exactly how i am like when i went to arizona i was just like every moment i want to be doing something that's related to reptiles looking for reptiles so mm-hmm. for the for people who are like casually like oh i'd like to go field herping someplace i'm not fun to go with <laughs> it's like me i feel like well, me and rob stone would get along really well because we'd just be like 
go, 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 go. We'll yeah. sleep for two hours and then let's do this. Well, we, we, we got a small experience of that when we went down to Florida for, yes. for Carpet Fest. When yeah. Johnny and I were like, we, we need, need to take to a nap. And I was like, like, I'm going to go. I need to find a trail. Yeah, I literally <laughs> I literally went out and was like, hey, you guys are going to go rest. I'm going to go find a trail to hike for the next two hours. Yeah, right. And it wasn't even good weather or anything. It was not like hot outside. I was just like, I'm just going to go look for stuff. Rob came back and was like, I found a cat. Yep, I saw a wild feral <laughs> cat. Cool. Awesome. Well, not a, another thing. Literally. Yeah. I didn't see anything else. Just that. But I... uh I, I would love to go field herping with people, but I, I feel like a lot of people would not like to go field herping with me. It's, Why? Because I'm good. Go, go, go. If you, if you were, we, when we went to Utah, we did eight miles a day, roughly, roughly eight miles a day walking, not including oh, all the, oh, yeah, yeah oh. not including any of the road cruising that we did. So we did eight miles of hiking every day and then road cruised through the night. Huh. So, we it was like hardcore like i it's a lot it's just a lot for people who are are not used to doing that sort of stuff it's a lot like eight miles is a lot and a lot of the terrain is up and down in elevation and all that sort of stuff and it's just it can be very tiring i'll tell you what when i got back i was very tired but (laughs) while i was out there i was like i spent all this money i need to do this trip we're gonna do this Every night I'm like, maybe we should do like two more laps. And we're like all followed. We're like, we should go to sleep. No, two more. We can do two more laps, I swear. It's just somebody out there pushing Rob around on a Rubbermaid cart. I would just <laughs> I would just get on my longboard and just longboard oh, back and forth. There you go. There you go. It's so flat. That sound? Uh, Rob's out <laughs> <laughs> off into the distance, off into the sunset. Yeah. <laughs> I, I am now envisioning somebody pushing Rob on a Rubbermaid cart into the sunset. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Great. <laughs> all the rattlesnakes in the world. Oh, uh, yes. I'm so You'd about okay it. Yeah. yeah. Okay that. It's funny because after the fourth um, Great Basin rattlesnake that we found, they were like, mm, we shouldn't even stop for these. And I was like, don't you dare. <laughs> we need to stop for all <laughs> of them. Everyone. Everyone. <laughs> that really is like the downfall of being a New Englander going to any other part of the country where crotalids are very common. Yeah. Like, no, this is so amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> I need to see every one of them. I know. And they, they didn't even look all that different. I was just like, I just want to see them all. I just want to look at them and just, <laughs> wow, you are a tiny venomous snake. I'm I'm here for this. I'm just saying. Which, which scene? I think the one where he's going. No, <laughs> no. I think the one where he's uh, flying. Oh, across. Yes, yes, across yes, yes. Moon. I'm here for that. I'm here for that. I will sit in whoever's carriage. I will wrap a blanket around my head. I'll make myself Boy, a little burrito. Yeah. It's like, look, a bird, a plane. No, it's Rob. Oh, it's Rob. Wop wop wop. Oh, if if everybody who is listening slash watching is not right now imagining Rob in some sort of carriage. Yes, on the front of a bicycle, wrapped up in a little white blanket (laughs) with just my face sticking out. (laughs) It's so cute. And one finger. Yeah. (laughs) You see? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) uh, I'm... I'm just saying I'd put up the money to make that happen. Hey, man. <laughs> I, I know some guys. I'm a cheap date. That's all I'm saying. 
<laughs> oh, too God. good. Oh, man. All right. So, Lucas. Yes. We have a very important question for you. Send the loans? You already know. Oh, okay. That's right. that's got you excited in the hobby right now. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, so uh, the closing question that we ask everyone is, uh, whether it be something in your collection, something you've seen in someone else's collection, something that you've seen online, just browsing online right now, what is something in the realm of reptiles underneath the greater umbrella of reptiles that has got you excited for reptiles right now, besides your baby green tree pythons? Um, it can be your baby green tree pythons if you want. I'm, I'm going to go bigger at home. Indian Garios. Yeah! Indian Garios, yeah! Badass. Hell yeah, dude! I would love to go visit Rom Whitaker and see the Garrel stuff that they're doing yes. over there, and then the King Cobra stuff. <gasps> oh, that'd Real be so trip. cool. I I've not yeah. seen a Garrel in person, so I feel like that's one of those things where I'll get emotional. I'll just be like, <gasps> <laughs> "It's so beautiful." It's like just leave Rob over there. Just let him. Yeah, let him just there. Yes. Honestly, I have been first time I saw them. They're so mm-hmm. cool, dude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I heard they're massive. They're just huge. 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 <laughs> I uh Yeah, dude. And I there was um one of the places that I follow had found some loose teeth in the bottom of the Garial exhibit and I was like, "Okay, how much do I have to pay you to get one of those Garial teeth? I will literally spend $100 on a Garial tooth." And they shed them all the time like it's just like a shark. They just regrow them yeah. back. So it's not like I don't want you to harvest them from them. If there's a broken tooth in there, I will literally give you a hundred dollars for a Garial tooth. I want one. I want a necklace <laughs> with a Garial tooth on it. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, that would be pretty. That'd badass. be so cool. That'd be pretty badass. I've seen the alligator tooth necklace, and okay, that's cool. Mm-hmm. But a Garial tooth on a necklace, dude, I love. Only seeing the them. real ones would know because everybody would be like, "That's a cool alligator tooth." You'd be like, "You son of a bitch, peasants." <laughs> <laughs> You peasants. <laughs> Have you seen the baby that, that St. Augustine had? Oh, my goodness. Kenan, Kenan did a video on it when it was, like, two years old. Mm. It's like, and the nose is like... Dude, it's like <laughs> how did it come out the egg? I love it. I love it. I know. How does that fit in the egg? It's probably curled. I know. It's just, mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and then no. it comes out. It's like on the uh, dwarf caiman when they hatch out, all the uh, ridges along their tail are folded down, oh. and then they... they <laughs> pop up over the first like week or two yeah 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 that's pretty cool. damn that is pretty sweet dude all right lucas so if people want to find out more about you and the things that you're doing where are they gonna go you can go check out my instagram cobra keeper jr i also have another one lm exotics lucas Maslow exotics i don't really use that one i do need to but cobra keeper jr is my main one mm. and then i also have a website your website i made it last year yeah damn okay okay um, he's more legit than me lmexotics.com Right now, it's just a little bit about me and my, like a little gallery, but soon, hopefully next year, mm. prognosis. Hell yeah. Damn. And you got to post progression pictures of your babies as they go through their ontogenetic color change. Yes. yes. Hell yeah. Absolutely. All right, man. Yeah. Thank you for coming on. We appreciate having you on here. Yeah, Thank buddy. you. Hell yeah. Boom. Hey. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>